Welcome to the Midcast, presented by the Mission Initiative Group of the Baptist Union of Scotland. Each month we will look at some of the key issues for mission in Scotland today. We'll bring you experienced voices, practical insights and unique stories, all focused on the mission of the church in Scotland. Hi there, welcome to episode one of the Midcast, brought to you by the Mission Initiative Group of the Baptist Union of Scotland. My name's Glenn Innes and I'll be your host for the next 20 minutes or so. Before we get to today's guest, I think it'd be helpful to explain a little about what the Midcast is and indeed who the Mission Initiative Group are. The Mission Initiative Group is a group within the Baptist Union of Scotland that exists to support the work of the national team as it relates to mission and mission strategy. The members of the group are drawn from Baptist churches around the country and are all, are all either proponents or practitioners of mission in their own context. The Mission Initiative Group seeks to encourage missional thinking among Scottish Baptists and that's really where the Midcast comes in. We want to use this opportunity to tell stories and to provoke you to think missionally uh, as you go about your lives in Scotland. MIG also looks to establish continuing ministry development opportunities in missional areas to support the national team in reviewing and evaluating uh, reports for wider encouragement. And also, we're looking to generate reports that encourage missional development and also missional initiatives. I am the current chair of the Mission Initiative Group and I'm a church planter in Aberdeen. But that's enough of all that boring stuff. Let's get to today's guest. Today we're delighted to have Alan Donaldson on the show with us. Alan, it's great to have you here. Thank you very much, Glenn. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Uh, very much so. Alan, um, we're just going to do a quick fire section here. We're going to ask you some questions just in case any of our listeners don't know who you are. Okay. We're going to go through that. So, Alan, what is your name, including any embarrassing middle names? My name is Alan John Donaldson. There are no embarrassing oh, middle names, there thankfully. We go. What's your job? I'm the General Director of the Baptist Union of Scotland. I've been doing that job now for almost eight years. When did you become a Christian? I became a Christian when I was seven years old, so about 42, 43 years ago. Okay, well that indicates a big birthday around now. We'll maybe come back to that. How did you become a Christian? Uh, I became a Christian in the front room of a friend's house, a peer, another seven-year-old. Uh, we had been talking about becoming a Christian at school and he had arranged to meet with one of the leaders of the church to just find out a bit more and I joined them after school and we both came to faith in his living room. Brilliant. What hobbies do you have? Oh, stacks of hobbies. Um, my wife and I do ballroom dancing and Latin dancing together. Um, I also curl for my local curling club, Cadder, and I'm involved with the Royal Caledonian Curling Club as their chaplain. Um, I do a bit of running, so I like to pick off two or three half marathons every year. And uh, if I get a chance to get out on a bike or get away uh, traveling around uh, the country or the world, I'll take it. Brilliant. What's your favorite band? Oh, at the moment it's a band called Skippinish. Uh, they're a band based in on the island of Tyree, okay. and they kind of play a Celtic uh, rock style uh, with some fantastic lyrics to their songs. Okay, brilliant. Favourite TV show? Uh, I'm not a big fan of television, um, so I'm going to struggle to oh. pick, a, pick a television show. I like Death in Paradise. Okay, good. I don't know that one. Favourite movie? 
I'm not a big movie watcher either. Um, Favourite movie... It might actually be The Life of Pi. An interesting choice. We're showing some culture here. Ah. Uh, Brilliant. Tell us one thing you love about your job. Uh, The variety of it. Uh, There are no two days ever the same. So I love getting out and about and meeting people in different parts of the country. I also love the problem-solving side of it as well. So the the sheer variety of the job is, is fantastic. And and this might be an interesting opportunity to ask you a bit more of a long-form question on that. Just for people listening, I I suspect most people don't know what the General Director of the Baptist Union of Scotland actually does. So how would you describe what you do? I I, I give direction and leadership to a team of people uh, based in Spears Wharf, our national offices. I seek through that to... Uh, deliver support to our churches, uh, especially thinking forward, so not just the day-to-day support, but thinking about where is the next generation of ministers going to come from, where are the next generation of churches going to be planted, uh, how are we going to solve some long-term problems within within the nation, or declining uh, churches uh, generally in Scotland, how do we respond to that as Baptists, um, what is our responsibility in these areas, and, and part of my job is, is, is thinking with the whole team about how we address these longer term uh, issues as well as the day-to-day running of a staff team in the office. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, that provides a great transition and segue into really the first kind of question that I, I'd like to put to you. When I was doing some research before this podcast, one of the things I came across was the Briarley Church Survey Report sure. from 2016. And it's interesting because in the Baptist category, it identifies that we that there are about the same number of Baptist churches as there was in 1984. Uh, however, there are less than there were in 2002. And alongside that, there's a significant decrease, it suggests, in the attendance. So it would suggest that those churches that there are are smaller. It's, it paints a, frankly, fairly bleak picture. However... When I speak to you, there's not a sense of depression around the national team. And so I wonder if you could maybe talk about why these two things that don't seem to add up yeah. do. Yeah, I mean, the, I worked with Peter on the, on the census and preparing the census and then in analysing the results. I was part of the uh, denominational committee that was pulled together um, that linked to Church of Scotland, the Salvation Army, ourselves, the Methodists and others who pulled that survey together. Um, the figures that are given for Baptists are given for everybody who calls himself Baptist in Scotland, not purely the Baptist Union of Scotland. And if you had Peter on the other end of this interview, he would tell you that the other Baptists in Scotland have declined almost catastrophically. And therefore, they make the Baptist figures, which people equate with ourselves, look much, much poorer than they are. Now, I wish the figures were greater for everybody in the nation, and I wish they were greater for us uh, as a union of churches. We will have had a small decline in number of churches over the years, especially, I would say, in the last seven years, many of our churches who are simply hanging on with single-figure memberships. 
uh, have closed down now under the weight of legislation uh, and compliance with governments. Um, however, why we're not discouraged is we actually, as we look around, we'd see more and more people coming to our churches, but there are different attendance patterns. My guess at the moment would be that on average there are between 17 and 18,000 people in a Scottish Baptist church every Sunday, but they are drawn from a pool of about 26,000 people. In other words, there's about a third of people who would call themselves Baptists and would worship regularly in a Baptist church who are missing on any given Sunday. They're playing football or they're watching their children playing football. They've gone on a family event, they're on holiday, some other priority in life has taken over. So the figures really only reflect maybe two-thirds attendance compared to the full picture. Our membership, of course, has been in decline at 1% per year for the last 25 years. So an accurate figure of Baptist decline would be 25% in 25 years. Okay. But only relating to membership of the local church. Attendance, I believe, to be fairly static, if not growing slightly. Okay. Fascinating. Fascinating. So uh, help me just tease out a couple of things w w that you've, uh, from what you've said there. Uh, first of all, the 25% decline, that's in membership. Would that be, would it be fair to say that that perhaps represents a cultural thing that people are less likely to become members and happy to stay as just attenders of the church? Yeah, I, I would say, and I think it is cultural because uh, I used to be a member of a golf club. I now just turn up and pay as I play. Yeah. Um, and I discover where there used to be waiting lists to be members of golf clubs, there are no waiting lists anymore. Uh, the same is true of my sport of curling. We would be struggling to get members, but there's still people out there who curl who are not members of clubs. Churches seem to be caught in the same thing. And trying to work out what it means to be a member of a church nowadays uh, is going to be one of the future questions, I think, for our union. <laughs> and to explore and actually say, what does it mean to be committed to a local fellowship? It may not be the pattern that we've got used to over the last hundred years. Yeah. Great. So just to keep working on this idea, um, you, you have a much more positive sense than the numbers are given. So could you maybe tell us a couple of stories or point to a few things that are examples of the kind of hope that you see around yeah. our family and churches? Yeah. So I, I guess in the last seven years, we've closed down about five or six churches and each of which would have had memberships in single figures. Over the same period of time, we've started 17, um, or replanted some of those ones that closed. And in general, the memberships of those churches or the attendance of those churches are in the two dozen plus uh, range, um, getting as high as 50 or 60. Uh, so, Although there's decline on one side, there's been growth on another. I think one of the other areas that we've noticed in the last decade is the amount of involvement in the local community that Baptist churches have compared to the past. Uh, so 10, 15 years ago, when I was a local Baptist minister in Leaven, I would have been championing the cause of community engagement through toddlers and playgroups and after-school clubs and elderly clubs and lunch clubs and dealing with homelessness issues. And I would have felt like a, a fairly lonely voice within Baptist circles. 
today the lonely voice is the Baptist church that is not doing these things. And what we saw in Leaven was over 10 to 15 years of that type of ministry into the community started to bear fruit in people who wanted to journey with us, who then came to faith and then began to become part of the local Baptist church. And so my thought would be we're about to enter into a period where we begin to reap a harvest for much of the work that we have done in Compassion Ministries. Brilliant. Brilliant. So if I'm hearing you, you're saying that there's been a real push forward with replanting and planting of new churches uh, around our nation, which have replaced some churches that were dying, I guess yeah. is the right word. Um, and then alongside that, a, a, a broader spectrum of churches have engaged in the local communities with Compassion Ministries yeah. uh, around our nation. And, and all of that gives you a great sense of hope. Which, I guess, is a great jumping off point to ask the next question that I want to pick your brains about. If you could look into your crystal ball, or I suppose, more appropriately, activate your prophetic gifting or whatever it is, uh, where do you see the church in Scotland, and I, I guess particularly the Baptist church, in the next 15 years? That's a fabulous question. I wish I could see where that was going to be. I can see where we are seeking to put effort and energy and prayer and I can see areas that I think we've been clearly led to by the Lord over the last few years to invest our time and energy into. One of those areas would be looking at the next generation, looking at those who are in the kind of 14 to 40 age group, if we take those as, as kind of parameters. Uh, we really feel the Lord is calling us to invest heavily in that generation and to invest in such a way that releases their imagination, their creativity, and that we do not burden them with our traditions and our ways of seeing things for our generation. Uh, some of us were very fortunate when we were in our early 20s to have our backs covered in order to allow us just to do our thing. Yeah. And I want to be that shield mm -hmm. for the next generation. And uh, our staff are really looking at how do we cover the backs of this younger generation in order to allow them to fly and to see God move in their time. Okay. And we think that's going to be really, really significant mm -hmm. for what the church looks like, yeah. for what it means to gather as a church and what we do when we gather as a church. Uh, and we'll probably be moving away, not completely, but I could see us moving away from the regular Sunday morning slot for many of these newer congregations or for these places where younger adults are allowed to, to be inspired and follow their dreams. I can see us having churches meeting at all different times of day, all different days of the week. I can see the, the gatherings be much more multi-voiced than they are at the moment. Um, and then I think the traditional churches uh, that will continue to be in our nation and will continue to thrive in many ways, will pick up some of the ideas that are learned in these place, these newer places and integrate them into to their life. So that would be one of the areas, Great. would be the whole next generation thing. Fabulous. Now, the second area would be, I think, the Baptist Union in Scotland has a larger role to play in the nation's uh, churchmanship mm. and in the nation's faith. As we watch the more traditional denominations in numerical decline at a greater rate than we have been, 
Uh, I think it gives us greater and greater responsibility to feed what the Lord is teaching us and how he's guiding us and the fruitfulness of experiments that we participate in into the wider church. So it's going to be interesting uh, to look at how we can humbly speak out our own voice as to what the Lord's been saying to us for the benefit of others. But that also means us being open to some of the newer traditions uh, within the life of Scotland. So there's been a growth in African churches, a growth in Pentecostal churches and in independent churches in the last few years that we need to learn from. And so I believe we'll have to be more open to others' voices even as we seek to have our own voices uh, heard in the nation. And I guess the third area that I would uh, like us to to be working in, just to keep things nice and traditional, using three, (laughs) we really feel that we need to call our churches and our nation to prayer for not only a spiritual change in the nation, but a spiritual change in our churches. It does concern me that mature discipleship in our churches can be easily equated to a polite middle-class lifestyle. (laughs) And I think it has to be more radical than that. I think we need to be looking at what does it mean to be more comfortable uh, with the level of our bank balance than the level of our discipleship. And we need to start really asking some dynamic questions about what it means to give ourselves to live like Christ uh, in this generation. Wow, a lot in there. Uh, Three really significant areas. And obviously we've, uh, as a union, we've employed Ali Lang, who has come along to look at some of those. Uh, and if you're a listener to the Midcast, we will have Ali as a guest uh, on the Midcast fairly shortly. So look out for that. Um, the other two areas, do you have any ways that you can see those being actually put into practice and not just remain as your good ideas for what we need to do in the next decade or so? Yeah, well, we've been developing our prayer diary a little and we're now beginning to add video content to our prayer diary so people can actually see the people they're being asked to pray for around the nation. We're now looking at how we might roll out regional prayer gatherings for that change of attitude within ourselves and within our nation. And with our 150th anniversary year coming up, we're exploring what it might be to pass a prayer baton all the way from the northern island Shetlanders all the way through to the south of Dumfries and Galloway um, and have a whole journey of prayer happening over our nation in the year 2019 so that we're praying in every part of it for the same sort of thing. So we're beginning to pull together some plans. I'm looking forward to a future council in just a, a month to six weeks time where we'll start to unpack that together as a council uh, and dream dreams together and get the practicalities of how do we as a council make this work. Brilliant. Brilliant. Alan, that's been really helpful and I think very, very uh, provocative for us to hear from you where you see us at right now, which, again, is a really positive situation and this sense of these three real key priorities as we go forward from here. Um, we ask every guest on the Midcast, and given you're the first one, that means that you're the first person to answer this, but we will ask every guest on the Midcast if there's one resource, particularly thinking missionally, that you would recommend to our listeners, what would that be, a book, a podcast, whatever? 
I think it depends who you are and where you're at. And I guess many people will say that after me. Um, There's one resource that we are offering to churches Mm. at the moment, which is called uh, Lead Academy. Mm. And we're asking churches if they want to send a team of four or five key church leaders together for two days twice a year to work with some of our teams and some of our other churches to shape the thinking, their future thinking on mission and development and how they organize their church. We already have nine churches who've piloted this and we're starting to look for the next 10 to 12 who will join in on this journey with hopefully another 10 to 12 joining in a year after. So if you're a church who's looking to think of a new vision, think of a new strategy, you're trying to work through how to actually make mission happen for you in your church in a fruitful way, then I would suggest getting in touch with us to to join in with Lead Academy might be a great way. If you're somebody who's thinking of doing something from scratch, new pioneering initiative, then I think you need to look at our pioneering days where we gather together existing pioneers with people who are dreaming dreams at the moment and uh, put them together and say, how can we support you make these dreams a reality? Brilliant. If you're interested in Lead Academy, then get in touch with the union. You can do that through the website or email the office and they'll put you in touch with the right people. Yeah, just uh, for that one, use martin at scottishbaptist.org.uk. That's martin at scottishbaptist.org.uk. A brilliant piece of delegation from Alan there. And then the second one, the Pioneer Days... By the time this podcast comes out, we'll have just had one at the end of February, but the plan would be to have another one roughly six months later. So get in touch with the union for that. If you want to put your name down to be involved in the future, follow the union on Facebook. We'll be putting things out there for that. Alan, it's been brilliant to have you on the Midcast. Thank you so much for giving us your time and your valuable insights. I'm sure it's been helpful and informative for our listeners. Thank you, Glenn. Um, and I wish you well with future Midcasts and your future guests. I hope that all comes together and this becomes a valuable resource for churches as they think about mission in the future. Brilliant. If you've enjoyed our conversation today, then please subscribe to the Midcast. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher and really any other way that you pick up your podcast. Please do tell others and get in touch with us if you have any feedback or ideas for guests that you would like to hear on the Midcast. You can get in touch on Twitter at BUS Midcast or on the Baptist Union of Scotland website at scottishbaptist.com forward slash Midcast. I'm Glenn Innes. This has been the Midcast episode number one. We are out. You've been listening to the Midcast, a presentation of the Mission Initiative Group of the Baptist Union of Scotland.